1: Hello, and welcome to The Career Confidant, and we're glad you're joining us today. And today we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, which is kind of looking at the the future and the trends and what's going on, as well as some cool new technology that our guest today is bringing into the recruiting space. So Evan is the chairman and chief executive of Recruiter.com, and it's an on-demand recruiting platform that combines AI and video job matching technology. So I'm fascinated to learn more about this, Evan, and thank you so much for joining us. Joining us uh thanks Marie thanks for having
2: and uh, I heard the word expert I'm like who oh is that me so that <laughs> uh, that's pretty cool uh great intro and uh re- really uh, excited to be here to talk about all things related to the job market uh, free agency uh, all, all the things associated with you know what the world of work lo- kind of looks like going forward
1: yeah so let's start there you know what are the changes that you've seen in the recruiting space in this last few years I mean it's been so volatile
2: yeah you know look I, I think fundamentally what we've really started to see happen is trends that were happening on the already on the on the left coast right out of, out on the west coast already and now have really been become far more pervasive because of COVID and the pandemic and remote work and all these other things. And what we start to see happen is really what we would call job mobility. But, you know, if you saw a employee that's been at a company for 12 years uh, in the, you know, on the left coast, you would say, Oh, okay. 12 years. If you saw someone on the, in, you know, out on Silicon Valley that's been a three or four jobs in 12 years, you'd say, wow, that must be a really awesome software engineer. You know, so, we, the job hopper, if you will, has gone away. We don't really see that anymore. You know, you're hearing about, you know, someone who left the job after six months, you know, five years ago, you would say maybe that person's a little flaky. Now, if they said, well, look, it just wasn't a good fit, you'd say, wow, you're, that's a really brave thing that you did, but that you left, you realize it's not a good fit. And the reason is that, you know we've we've all prioritized work life balance but also finding a job is is far easier today than it's ever been i could apply anywhere i could apply any time any place i could interview over zoom or any other video interviewing so the, this notion of geographically undesirable jobs just doesn't exist anymore so we we just have this wide open area to apply to just about any job ever um and so if that's true on the on the hiring side, it's become true on the candidate side as well. Right? So I now have more opportunity. I have now more availability. It doesn't matter if I leave a job after 2 years to go to another job. Um so therefore this whole movement is just happening so much faster.
1: Yeah, and the opportunities come faster, as you're saying. People can move faster, and it's good to hear for many reasons that, that job hopping isn't such of a big deal. Are you seeing that across industries, or mostly in the tech space? No,
2: everywhere. You know, okay. and, and again, like job hopper is bad, so let's call it job mobility. <laughs> yeah, right I, I like it. Job mobility, um, and it's just it's there. It's you know you're 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 telling. You know, first time employees, hey, it's okay to stay at a company for 18 months to 24 months. You know, I grew up in a world where suck it up for four or five years. You wanted that first job to be four years, five years. It just doesn't matter anymore, you know, and I, I, certainly not today. So I, I think there's a lot of things coming at play.
1: Right. And we're seeing talk about that too that to get a salary to get that raise, people are moving companies because the mobility in that direction. So when we talk about this shift and that, that, you know, positions and it's easier to hire, how do you see that changing in the next year? I mean, there are some forecasts that hiring is going to close down a little bit in the next year. What What are you seeing?
2: Yeah, so look, I think that job mobility is not going away. We 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 predicted earlier in the year that you know the job the great resignation would be replaced by you know job mobility so certainly there are more people quitting but there's still a lot of people you know who are now leaving their jobs right you, you think you look at the number of people that quit their jobs in July and August it was a huge number huge number you know so as long as that's continuing and as long as people are prioritizing work-life balance, it's easy to apply for a job. As long as that's happening, people will still look around for another job. And by the way, it's it's not just tech. You know, if I could cross the street and get an extra twenty-five cents an hour to work in a factory, I'm going to do it. You know, so where is it not appropriate? Where where is it not happening? I, I I don't know. You know, I do think that the part of the the balancing is that there were people that were overhired. Right, many companies overhired earlier in the year, and they overhired with a salary increase. So, someone who left a company for that was making let's make just make up a number. They're making eighty thousand dollars a year at company A. Company B needed to overhire, and they hired that eighty thousand dollar a year person for at a twenty percent increase in salary. So now they're get ninety six thousand, call it hundred thousand dollars. They're not really worth a hundred thousand dollars right? So, A, they might be the first people cut in a if, if a company is resizing, and they're going to try to go get a job. Look, I make $96,000. No, you don't. You did, but you're not really worth $96,000. You're probably worth $8,000, maybe $8,500, and maybe $85,000. So, you're going to see this little bit of rebalancing, we believe, on the, the salary side.
1: Yeah, I've been hearing about that. And that's challenging for the job seeker, of course, because it the research and the things that we would tell them to do are more more challenging when that's fluctuating. And then for the hiring managers, obviously puts them in a tough spot when they're trying to figure out how to fill that role, but they still have to stay within their budget. So I can imagine that's causing some challenges. That's right. I would agree. Yeah. So in terms of the technology side, this is something that we've been watching for a while, paying attention to the, you know, Arias and uh, Seek Out and all the new technologies that are coming on in terms of the job, the hiring side of things. Tell me a little bit about what you've been seeing in terms of the hiring technology. You know,
2: the interesting thing is that, you know, the process of hiring, well, let's go through the process, right? There was post a job Collect resumes, filter resumes, interview, hire. Right? That was, you know, that's the process. That process hasn't changed since the dawn of time. Right? Yeah, instead of posting a job in the New York Times, we're posting it on ZipRecruiter, indeed. We're instead of mailing in a resume, we're collecting them, we're going after passive candidates, active candidates. We have job board technology. We're filtering them. All right, maybe we're filtering them using AI. Or we're filtering them instead of manually. We're having an AI tool. We're making them take a test, and we're interviewing them. We're interviewing them instead of in person. We're doing it over, you know, either video based or Zoom based or pre-recorded, post-recorded, etc. Um, but at the end of the day, here, and one of the things that we really do at Recruiter.com is we really, you know, in our our kind of statement is recruiting is a human interaction. No, no one is going to come work for you, Marie. Uh, you know, and I don't care whether it's a restaurant worker or the chief product officer. No one's coming into your b- place of business without being interviewed by, without meeting someone face to face, right? Or meeting someone actually speaking to somebody, right? They're gonna a bot. I, no one's gonna show up to work saying a bot hired me, right? I got hired by AI. So the question now is, you know, when does that community, when does that human interaction actually take place? Um, so we believe there are going to be more opportunities take place because more people are getting hired. There's more things actually happening, which which is why there is a bigger demand for recruiters now than there was a couple of years ago. Um, So our goal really is to help companies augment their in-house hiring capabilities. That's it. You know, uh, um, you know that those conversations are really
1: happening, right? So facilitating that human job seeker interaction. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So you call it the (laughs) tinderization. Tell me a little bit about what you mean by that. Yeah. So, you know, we
2: were throwing around this thing, um, um, you know, a couple of, you know, not too long ago, let's look at that process, right? That same process I just mentioned before um, um, that, you know, sooner or later, that process is going to alter, right? You know, you think about that process, you know, post a job, collect resumes, filter resumes, or screen the candidates, interview, hire. Um, You know, we don't date that way anymore, right? You know, I'm I'm married 28 years, but like I filter out a list of people. I, you know, turn to the left, I swipe left, swipe right, and then we move forward. You know, so if I said to you, hey, you're going to hire a comedian, right? I wouldn't, you wouldn't hire a comedian by saying, all right, let me look at all the resumes of comedians. Let me see which ones I like, and then let me go hear what their, you know, what their, uh, what their routine sounds like. What you would do is say, hey, look, I need to hire a comedian for an event. It's going to take place this time. My audience is this, and you're going to say, okay, let me, now let me go look at a 30 second segment of these five comedians that align with what I'm looking for, and then I'll choose. And I think that sooner or later, you know, in the next like year or two, we'll start seeing that process. Really start to shift away. So customer facing roles, why not look at, hey, look, I'm trying to hire a customer facing role, call center operator, whatever it is. Let me not look at paper. Why am I still looking at a resume? A resume was invented by Leonardo da Vinci. Why am I not looking at, you know, a pre-recorded video of someone that's, all right, let me go figure out, hey, I want these types of people, et cetera. And, and we're seeing some of these things happen with some offshore activities as well.
1: Right. The idea. It's so funny because, of course, I've been in the industry a long time and we talked about the video resume and how you're going to need a video resume. We were talking about that, I don't know, maybe 2015. And then it kind of went away. Right. Nobody wanted video. Video was clunky. How do you watch a video? And now it's come back, but in a completely new way with TikTok and the little videos you can make on your LinkedIn profile. And of course, the kind of pre-recorded interviews, which are a video that a lot of the systems incorporate into to them now so definitely but
2: but it's still it still hasn't happened yet you know the video interviewing stuff really has not become as pervasive as we thought it would and i think the reason is that you know there's such a challenge in hiring that no one wants to create another layer of something in between right if i'm trying to fill these roles why limit it to people who could only record a video? Let me just get all the paper. Let, let me stick to that process, et cetera. But eventually that'll change.
1: Right. As as the general population gets more familiar with video and more comfortable with it as they've had to over the last two years, right now you see your doctor over video, You, you there's so much more of it. I agree with you that the consumers will get more comfortable with it and maybe even prefer it. Because it isn't as labor. I mean, really, once you're comfortable with video, it isn't as labor intensive as some of the other processes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know, look, I've hired using it, using our video interviewing tool. I love it. But, you know, again, I I think it's something that's just not, I I just don't think we're there yet. For a variety of reasons, we're just not there yet.
1: Well, and of course, the bias comes in in the conversation around bias, um, which I we've got to be dealt with in some ways um, but it's going to come up when you meet with that person face to face eventually
2: yeah that's right um, you know but the other thing is you know well when you we talk about like diversity to us diversity start, starts at the top of the funnel not at the bottom of the funnel so right. i only want to look at people who are diverse so don't give me a list of people and i'll go through and i'll put everyone through the 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 process and then choose the person that's diverse at the end I only want to look at people who are diverse. And I think that's going to that's help this whole diversity model itself.
1: Interesting. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about these technologies and um, what we think is the future of hiring. We'll be back in just a few minutes.
0: in real estate stocks annuities and other investment vehicles that's the money answer show with jordan goodman on the voice america business channel every monday at 12 p.m pacific standard time connect with us and we'll connect with you the voice america talk radio network is on linkedin get the first word about happenings with the network where our next live event will be and what's up with our hosts look up voice america on linkedin
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we're talking with Evan Sohn, the CEO of Recruiter.com, and we were just talking about kind of the future of recruiting and moving towards video and, and perhaps moving away from some things like the resume. So, you see that eventually the, the resume may go away. What will what will replace it?
2: Um, well, look, I think, you know, you have LinkedIn profiles now that are pretty good, uh, in terms of you know who you are as a person, you know there's a, certainly a lot of information there. Uh, I, you know, look, you w- you would hope that customer facing roles will be replaced with some sort of video with other trans- transactional systems. Um, you know, but the video, uh, the resume, as I said, was invented by Leonardo da Vinci, right? And other than our mobile number and a font and an email, I don't know what else has changed. And and and. The other is, you know, keep in mind the resume was designed to be a one-page summary of the of the candidate. Well, if you're having a new job every twenty-four months, thirty-six months, you know, every resume is going to look like mine—multiple pages and different opportunities—and so I, I think there's going to be this evolution there in terms of, you know, how do we go about finding the right people, et cetera.
1: Yeah. And I know the conversation around blockchain has come back a little bit again back in 2018 or I think it was 18. yeah, We had some people presenting on blockchain and they thought, well, that's going to be the latest thing because it can be controlled by the candidate. It could be verifiable. And then that conversation just disappeared. So I've heard about it coming back just a little bit, that conversation around blockchain technology and job seekers kind of owning their own information. Um, But I, I don't know that I believe that that's going to be it either.
2: Yeah, you know, I've heard that too. But look, LinkedIn LinkedIn set the stage for, you know, your professional profile, right? So they, everyone has a LinkedIn page that's a professional profile. Um, so I think it pays to sort of leverage there uh, to see what happens next. But again, you know, I, I think the next thing that you're really seeing are what we would call career communities. Um, you know, and this was a Reed Hoffman thing, you know, uh, the next generation of workers you know, go choose an industry that you're interested in, not necessarily the job you want. You want to be a salesperson, who cares? But if you want to be a salesperson, pick the industry. You want to be in fashion and retail and payments and finance, you know, find the industry you want to get into and look for jobs in that industry. You know, if you went to a job board like a zip recruiter, you know, it's, it's like a flea market for jobs. It's everything. If you went to something specific, like we, we run a, um, uh, a career community called Media Bistro. It's focused on media and ad tech jobs, and it's great. It has a very loyal audience. You know, two hundred thousand plus. You know, regular sub- regular viewers and readers. Our readership is amazing, um, and it's just for jobs, all kinds of jobs, but in the media and ad tech space. And I think you're going to see a lot of that really evolve more and more and more.
1: Yes, back, this was like 2010, 11. Um, workplace futurist Alexandra Levitt gave a presentation and talked about how it would center more around these professional communities, the professional associations. One, because of what you're saying, that it, it's more niche down and people can get into that community but also that as we move to perhaps um, more of an independent contractor, or even if they're employed, they're moving that frequently, that it becomes like your professional home is your community, your professional community, instead of your company. You're not there really long enough, right, to build that professional community inside a company. So you're building it in these independent professional communities where you have those longer relationships as you move from company to company, I don't. Is that do you think that sticks? Yeah,
2: look, I, you know, you're raising a couple things at the same time. Let's double click on them. I think the contractor notion, right? You know, life is a gig now, right? You know, unless you're going, unless you're going to be a doctor at a hospital or a lawyer at a firm, and obviously there are other roles, but you know, we're all going from gig to gig to gig to gig. It might just be a longer gig, but it's really a gig to gig. And you know, part of why we we called them independent contractors or consultants was, you know, it's it, you know five, six years ago, oh, I'm a consultant, and I work at these different companies, and this I was here for two years and there for two years, and that all sounded normal. If I had a full- time job leaving every two years, it wouldn't look good. But I, I think I think how we get paid and the work we do are going to get separated. Who cares how we get paid? right? ten ninety nine w two What what's the difference? How we get paid? Um, it, it's really going to be looking more at the work that I'm getting done, my accomplishments, the value I'm delivering to companies. That's probably going to be more important for the next person that hires me.
1: Right, right. And then the professional community piece, it sounds like you're seeing that you're building one. And so something that I recommend to job seekers, and it sounds like that that's happening. You're seeing that happen as well.
2: That's correct. You know, and we run the largest network for You know, freelance recruiters, right? So we work with freelance recruiters all day long. Um, These are 1099, you know, gig recruiters looking for opportunities to help companies do the help, help companies hire that, you know, that's, that's our, you know, that's our biggest area of business.
1: Yeah, well, we may have some recruiters listening that want to tap into that. Then, um, so when we think about the technology piece, you said earlier that you're seeing that globally. So I've I talk about this a lot. I talk about the hiring technology, and people people often say, you know, isn't that just a U.S. thing or even just a Silicon Valley thing? And I work with a lot of people in Asia as well, and and I see a lot of it coming out of there. But I'd love your perspective on what the tech looks like. You know, is it just U.S. based? No,
2: you know, and and I think that, you know, we're hearing, look, we've signed some partnerships recently with these global, you know, employment organizations, uh, PEOs, global PEOs or HCMs, you know, human capital management software or professional employment organizations, companies like Oyster and Deal and Velocity Global and Multiplier, you know, they're helping companies hire outside their own geographic location. Whether it's 1099 or W-2, it doesn't, doesn't really matter, but that's what they're helping companies do. And we're hearing that more and more. We're hearing, you know, Chinese companies looking to hire sales talent in the US, US companies looking to hire Latin America talent, tech talent. You know, we're hearing all of these sort of cross-border hiring needs. And uh, you know, there's really good technology to help do that. But again, at the end of the day, here, there's still this human interaction of hiring. And that's really what we're doing, you know, as recruiter.com.
1: Well, and I think that is comforting to candidates, right? They, they want that human piece um, and realizing that the technology is aiding the human piece, right? It sounds like that's what you're doing. You're using technology to enable the human connection. That's correct. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about the, the matchmaking piece of your AI. I would just want to, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how it works.
2: Um, yeah, you know, we we uh, we collect data from lots of different sources. Uh, we have about 160 million profiles in our database today, uh, and you know, think of it as like LinkedIn on steroids. And we're really able to uh, put in different profiles, different uh, different uh, areas, use AI to help find you know everyone that's a software engineer, coder, hacker, you know, depending what you're looking for, and deliver like this very large, robust data set of the people that align with those jobs and then actually campaign to them to get them interested uh, in uh, in what we're doing. so it's it's a very comprehensive uh, technology that we're you know very pleased uh, you know pleased to leverage as part of what we do in terms of helping companies, uh, again, you know, find the right people. and that that's really what this is all about, right? Companies are having a hard time hiring and they uh, are they need recruiters and either recruiters helping them source candidates or recruiters to help them in their own internal hiring issues. And that's really what we provide.
1: Well, and I think this is an important point for the job seeker, but also for the company. They're using this technology, as you said, to try to hire the best people. They're not, I mean, yes, they are making it more efficient or hopefully making it more efficient. But I just love your point there that this is really all about hiring the best person for the role.
2: That's correct, and that, that's always what it's going to be about. And you know, uh, um, and the the other thing that we're seeing happen, and again, from a from a company side, are we're seeing these companies have hiring spurts, right? I've got these hiring, you know, these waves of hiring, and that's really where on demand recruiting really plays in. Gee, I need to hire. I'm I'm designed. I'm set up internally to hire five people a month, ten people a month, twenty people a month, and now I have to do two x or three x that amount. I don't want to hire full-time recruiters to do that. I want to have this on-demand team that can help do that, uh, and, that and we're seeing that a lot these days.
1: Yeah, that's helpful. That the waves because they're um, the economy is kind of causing that, right? We're getting waves in the economy, so you're going to get those waves in hiring, which is interesting. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, tell us what would how people find you if they want to connect and learn more about what you do, and maybe what, you know, one piece of advice that you'd have for our, our job seekers audience in terms of what they need to know with these new technologies.
2: Um Yeah, sure. So uh, the first is you know, you can reach me at evan at recruiter.com, you know, very, very uh, easy, right? That's evan e v-a-n at recruiter.com. So pretty straightforward. Um, and I think look to the job seeker, you know I would probably say things like, you know no job is permanent. Um, you know, look look for interesting things, figure out what's going to excite you uh, and figure out what your next opportunity is. and that, that's kind of how I look at these things like what's next? you know what's your ne- and where do you want to be when that's over? when that opportunity is finished, what more do you want to have you know as part of your own profile that that, ne- that you could do now? And I think that would probably be, You know, that's kind of how I would look at it.
1: Yeah, that portfolio of projects that you're putting together. right. And what's that next project going to look like? Yep. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much for sharing your expertise. I hope people will check out recruiter.com and, uh, you know, the, the recruiting communities that you're building. And always great for us as career services providers or job seekers to learn what's going on in that space so that we can be more effective in our, our job search and connecting to recruiters. And I love how you emphasize that it's always about the human interaction and to not let the technology get in the way, use it as a tool to facilitate that human interaction. We're going to say goodbye, to Evan. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. And then we will be right back here on The Career Confidant and unpack this a little bit more. Thank you.
2: Awesome. Thanks so much. Have a great day. And really, thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. Thank you.
1: Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN.
3: You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Ziminoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and
1: Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster
3: you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Five seven nine zero. You may also send an email to Marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now back to the career confidant.
1: Welcome back to the Career Confidants. We just had an excellent conversation with Evan from recruiter.com about the changes that are happening in recruiting and he confirmed some things that we've been hearing and talking about, and then added some great uh, wisdom around what's going on in the recruiting space. So, not too surprising that recruiting and hiring technology. And job search technology is one of the trend topics for our 2023 Career Jam. So if you are in the career services space and you're interested in staying up on the latest in careers, that's what Career Jam is all about. And every year we come out with the trends for the year based on our board does some research and some vetting. Then we put it out to our audience and have them vote on the top trends. And so we do that every year. We go through them in an event called Career Jam where people can share what they're seeing around this trend and how that is impacting our work. So we shifted a few years ago from talking about, you know, like what's the latest in social media? What's the latest in resumes to now where we talk about what is the going on in the world? And how are those trends impacting the the world in in the career space? So that we can look at kind of that future that Evan and I were talking about. What does that look like for our work in in the career space? So I'm excited to share the 2023 trends that we've decided on for this upcoming year. And we talk about them not just in Career Jam, but as we go through the year on my Trend Tuesdays, where we talk about the the trends and data and tips that career services providers can use to be more effective with their clients. And Actually, the number one trend in our vote this year was this hiring and job search technology. We had some awesome speakers on that last year, getting some awesome speakers lined up for this year, talking about interview technologies, hiring technologies, sourcing. What are they using and how can we make sure we're on top of that for our career seekers? And the second highest one was older workers and new retirement models. We've seen a huge wave of older workers, whatever that means, but people that retired during COVID. So there was some data showing just a huge amount of retirements during the COVID years. And now we're seeing a wave of of those folks coming back into the workforce. Beyond them, that, that may be returning to more traditional work also seeing people just redefine what retirement looks like and what do we do you know, after 65, um, at least in the US, where that's kind of the, the retirement age has shifted and what people are doing during those, those years of their lives has shifted quite a bit. So we're going to be talking about that, what it means in terms of careers and career services work and the coaching that many of us do for people in that phase of life who want to feel you know, useful and, and meaningful contribution, but trying to balance that with not wanting a regular job, um, wanting that flexibility, wanting to have meaningful work. So it's a great topic and a lot of juiciness to dive in there. The rise in entrepreneurship. So we saw this last year, we talked about the gig work and we're talking about it again because it, it's still there, it's still big tons of the the older workers who left, as well as women who left the workforce, record numbers, starting businesses in the U.S. and in the U.K., the data that I had. I'd love to hear if there's other countries and data where you're seeing that as well. And how do we as career services providers help people make that launch and decide if it's the right fit for them, right? Just because it's the latest, greatest trend doesn't mean that it's right for you. Uh, If you're looking to make a career transition or perhaps, you know, frustrated with what's going on, entrepreneurship may or may not be the answer, but it is on the rise and uh, talk about what that means and and what that means, not just for individuals who might be thinking about it, but also for the bigger workforce as, as a whole. The fourth one was burnout and disengagement and kind of helping people get that motivation back for work, tap into their motivation. Our speaker on that topic, that's that's her research, is all around the motivation for work. How do we help people re-engage in work, but also in life in this post-COVID place? And and some people, you know, the work-life balance hasn't allowed them to engage more in life. And some people kind of feel disengaged in a lot of, in all of the areas, life and work. So how can we help them with that and get re-engaged at work? and deal with the physical and mental health impacts that burnout and, and disengagement and even virtual work, right? Virtual work causes more burnout and, and more of those kinds of symptoms, even though we might enjoy the, um, the time at home and a lack of commute, there are definitely downsides to being behind a screen all day long and, and having those interactions via screen are only And then our last one is the rise in skills-based hiring. And I'm excited about this one because we hear about it a lot and people talk about it a lot. But what does it really mean for a candidate? Does it mean that you don't need a degree? Does it mean that, you know, how is hiring actually happening? And what do recruiters mean by that skills-based hiring? And hoping we can um, find a presenter. We're still in the search for a presenter around skills-based hiring. So if you're a recruiter out there and that's your your specialty, um, get in touch with me. Let me know. We've got a few fillers out there, but we'd love to find some speakers to just share about what this skills-based hiring trend uh, really looks like, it really means, and how that plays out for a job seeker. We had the, the report um, maybe a year ago from Harvard Business Review around how applicant tracking systems work and that they're looking for very specific skills. And what does that mean for our candidates, right, when they're putting all of their work together, how do they make sure that they connect with the skills that the recruiters are looking for when sometimes it may or may not be explicitly um, listed out in the job description. So those are our five trends for the upcoming career jam and we have speakers that will talk about each of those trends as well as um, opportunity, a big opportunity, more than 50% of our time together. Will be our professional career services providers talking about the trends. Then that actually results in a white paper that is publicly available. You can find, uh, you know, thoughtleaders.com backslash white paper. You will see our annual white paper where we talk about these trends and the insights that are garnered from the groups that share during the Career Jam event and have the opportunity to be published in the white paper. And in the last few years, and we've had the opportunity to talk about remote work, to talk about um, diversity and equity and inclusion. And, uh, you know, sometimes been ahead of the trend on top of the trend and give our career services providers information they can use before the trend is even really a trend. And then we've had some fun where we've been way off, um, you know, I think we predicted probably 10 years ago that the resume was gonna be going away and it's still here, as Evan was saying, maybe still someday it will go away, but most hiring teams, they're still using it because of the challenges with um, technology and getting the candidates, not necessarily the recruiters, but the candidates to buy into all of that technology as well. So we go through these trends every year and we have a lot of fun with them. On the hiring technology side specifically as evan was sharing that the, you know recruiter.com works somewhat similarly to things like seek out and araya and Jobvite's new feature that go out and put together profiles of candidates based on not just linkedin but all of the other platforms that are available out there for you to build your brand and have a community where you're engaging. It's not just about, you know, posting online to build your brand, that that can be um, very dissatisfying, especially for someone who's not trying to build a business with their online brand. So I really encourage people to join these online communities where it's not only that you're there posting and building your brand, but that you're there engaging and building relationships with other people. Then you get the double benefit of, yes, you're building some online activity that can be pulled into some of these profiles, and you're also building those relationships. So when you go to LinkedIn, it isn't about posting. And in fact, if you're a job seeker, you may not want to post on LinkedIn, but you may want to instead get engaged in commenting and sharing with people in your industry, people that you want to have those relationships with. And when you're doing that, you're automatically building your visibility, you're building the, pro, the content on your profile because every comment, every like that you do is actually part of your profile then. And when you do that, then you have the opportunity to build your visibility while you're building those relationships. And that's a lot easier for most job seekers, people that aren't looking to necessarily um, you know, be an, an entrepreneur. It's going to help you get that next gig or job because you're you're becoming you're enriching enriching your profile on those types of systems that Evan is talking about. Where those systems go out, they pull your information, they pull it into their system, and then use AI to show matches to the recruiters that are using their system. And this whole kind of matchmaking activity does allow you to get found, right, to be part of a community. If you're transitioning careers, it can be a great way to transition those career fields because you can build community in the industry you want to go into and become known, build those relationships and have that opportunity to make that transition easier today than ever before. Another one of the keys that I love about Evan's conversation was this idea of job hopping, going away and calling it job mobility instead, that it's becoming more commonplace in all geographies and industries for people to move every two years or so. And in fact, if you're not doing that, it may be a challenge depending on what industries you're in, but that you're making those transitions, you're, you're a mobile job seeker, You know, are you thoughtful? Can you communicate what, why was going on? What was the change all about? And then also, of course, building your network and your skills toward your future direction, towards those future projects so that you can make those connections and get where you want to go. We were just talking today earlier in our career transition coaching class about that shift from, you know, you have a career path to now we're calling it a career pattern where the gigs that you're doing put together some kind of tapestry around your skills, around your focus, and it may not be a clear path, but at least you and and the recruiters and folks that are looking at your background can see that there's that pattern there in a specific skill, in a specific industry, working towards something of interest and of value. And when you put those together and you get that pattern – then it helps you keep moving in the direction that you want to go. So, you know, idea of the portfolio career, whatever you want to call it, but that you're putting those pieces together and being able to draw the thread through them towards that next opportunity of interest. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, really break down Evan's insights into some actions that you as a job seeker can take to take advantage of these new hiring trends. We'll be right back in just a few minutes.
3: That's getcareersmart.com or call 800 521 2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Are you a business owner, 1099 contractor, part time employee, or volunteer who needs group health coverage you can actually afford? Do you know a nonprofit who would benefit from unlimited zero cost funding? How about cost reduction, school safety, mental health wellness, and more? All these and more are fair game on finding certainty. If you want more certainty in your own life, you are not alone. Join us each Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Find your own brand of certainty and realize your personal American dream with Finding Certainty, hosted by Patrick Lang. Let's unwrap the certainty experience together. Defeat the Chaos with Corey Harris and Julie Traxler hits on topics every week that affect small business owners across this country. They provide insights that show entrepreneurs how to reduce stress, wear fewer hats, and work shorter hours. Take your business from being owner-dependent and stagnant to growth-ready and process-driven every Thursday at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network the bottom line in business.
0: You are tuned in to The Career Confident with Marie Ziminov. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guests today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to Marie at strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant.
1: Welcome back to The Career Confidant. Today, we're talking with Evan Sohn from recruiter.com, about the new technology that they're using to match job seekers and resume writers, not resume writers, sorry, (laughs) match job seekers and recruiters. So I wanted to talk about what that means for your resume or LinkedIn profile. You know, what can you do with this information that we were just chatting about today? So we kind of covered a lot of ground and I'm gonna start at the beginning of, of a job search process and then we'll kind of move through. So he talked about that recruiters are still using resumes, that eventually that may change, but right now we're still seeing that. And of course, that your LinkedIn profile, but also your digital profile is important in their technology. So here's the thing. What do you want to be known for? What are the stories that demonstrate you can do those things? that is what, it really doesn't matter where it is, that is what we need to be able to find about you. We need to find you for the things you wanna be known for and we need to have the accomplishments and stories and and verifiable credibility that you can do those things. So that's where we start, right? What do you wanna be known for? Who needs to know you? How can you build that visibility for your profiles, for yourself? It's all around the stories of your success. Now, you can tell those on a resume. You can tell them on a LinkedIn profile. You can have them available as videos. You can put them out on TikTok. It really doesn't matter where you put them. It's kind of the more the better, except for that you can't manage it all, so you've got to choose. But you're thinking about where is your audience? Where is your professional community? And that kind of brings us to this second part of it, which is join and participate in professional communities, ideally hybrid, online, as well as in person. Why? Because the online participation is going to help you build your digital presence, build your ability to show up in search results for those terms that you want to be known for. Now, there are some private communities where you may wanna join. Those aren't gonna help your digital presence as much, or they're still good then you want to pay attention to where are those people hanging out in a more public forum? Are they on Twitter? Are they on LinkedIn? Are they, um, you know, on Instagram, TikTok, whatever, where is that community in a, you know, professional place where you're interacting as well as in a more public place where you can interact with them there as well, comment on their posts, share things with them there publicly, engage, have conversations, So that one, obviously you build those those relationships, but two, you build your digital presence. You're more likely to show up in those types of searches. If you're doing, you know, you kind of want to live your professional life a little bit more online. If you're writing papers, if you're speaking, making sure that that's getting put up on your profiles or that it's getting put up on the professional association websites, because all of those become these little breadcrumbs that build that profile that Evan was talking about on your recruiter.com profile. So when a recruiter goes into search, they find you. Optimizing your LinkedIn profile alone is not going to do it. It's going to help, but there are other ways that don't have to take you a lot of extra time because it's simply starting to use those digital tools to maintain your human interactions. And that's exactly what Evan was talking about on this recruiting side of things, that the technology is really all about helping the recruiters spend more of their time building the relationships, maintaining relationships and recruiting through human interaction so don't forget that either that they're out there they're trying to engage they're trying to build relationships and if you demonstrate that you're a person that they can trust to help them along that journey it's going to add value for you long term i just saw somebody posting something on linkedin recently about you know if a recruiter reaches out to you instead of just responding back that you're not looking right now what else could you do how else Could you be beneficial, be valuable, build a relationship with that recruiter? Because you don't know. You could get laid off tomorrow. Your contract could be canceled tomorrow. And the kind of ending of I'm not looking doesn't maintain that relationship for you. And, you know, you want to think about, is this recruiter someone that recruits for my space? But at least have the conversation These are the types of roles that I'm looking for. Or if you're not looking, you know, hey, thank you for reaching out. Tell me a little bit more about what types you're recruiting for so that I might be able to refer my colleagues that might be looking because I'm not looking right now. Then you actually do that, right? You make some connections for them. Maybe not that day, maybe not that week, but you continue that relationship by being in in a relationship, right? By being a good networker. And when you do that, it adds to your credibility, your likability, and and perhaps depending on how you do it, to your digital your digital presence as well. So thinking about that, it's not just your resume; it's not just your LinkedIn profile. It's about knowing what you want to be known for, who you want to be known by, and building those communities and building that online life in a way that demonstrates your professional focus and allows you to connect with those people you want to connect with. Then you start getting engaged in those communities. Recruiters are there. They're looking for people. They don't want it to be that hard. And they want to recruit based on relationship. So find those communities and don't just join, but get active, participate, connect people, offer resources. It does not and should not be about a sales pitch. It's really about engaging and adding value. And in that space, in that way, you'll find those opportunities to connect and make relationships. And when you do that, then you may even get to sidetrack some of this, right? Where you've got to have your resume and all of that put together because you've got those relationships. Well, you'll still need a resume, sorry. <laughs> it will still be that credibility, you know, the, the stamp, The last thing I'll say is that we all need to be more comfortable on video and video ready. You are going to do video interviews. You're going to do one-way video interviews. You're going to do Zoom video interviews. You are going to be in that space. And even when you get a job, you're going to be on Zoom meetings. And you don't want to be that person that no one never sees on video. Because if you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So figuring out how to help yourself get more comfortable Making sure that you, you show up the way you want to show up virtually. It's going to be a long-term thing and our careers are going to depend on our ability to use the technology to connect with the human. It isn't about showing up and being perfect and, and, you know, looking great. That polish is, you know, I could take it or leave it because it's really about the connection. You've got to be professional. You've got to show up professionally, but it's really about being able to use the tool. To engage with the human on the other side. And you can't do that if you've got your video turned off. So get comfortable with it. Get ready. As Evan said, it's coming. We're going to be seeing more of it. Doesn't mean you have to be a TikTok star. It does mean that we want to get comfortable using the tool for the, its purpose, which is to help us engage with the humans on the other side. We've got some great guests coming up here on the Career Confidant over the next few weeks. And I look forward to hearing your feedback on our 2023 trends, other topics and speakers that you might suggest. You can always reach out to me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E at careerthoughtleaders with an S dot com. And we look forward to seeing you right back here again next week on the Career Confidant.
0: Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Ziminoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.